as entrepreneurs, we all have challenges and we get knocked down on occasion, but we're not judged by how we get knocked down. It's by how we get up, how we think through that process. All those challenges become opportunities. If we can think a little bit differently and form the right team to make a huge difference. I've got a fellow entrepreneur from the UK who is an amazing individual. And he's got a great story of making a difference in one of the most challenging areas, working with the government, working with in construction, in some of the worst times financially to do things, and he's made it happen. There's some great life lessons that we all can use to really accelerate our success. I'm John Bowen. You're at AESNation.com. Stay tuned. It's going to be great. No way. You want amazing, remarkable, exceptional breakthroughs. Dig deep. Think bold. Drive hard. Watch yourself soar beyond your dreams. AESNation.com. Fletcher, thank you for jumping across the pond on Skype and joining me here. You're welcome. You're welcome, yeah, Joe. Gary is a good new friend uh, from uh, a mutual friend, Dan Sullivan of Strategic Coach. And Gary and I were hanging out together at one of our sessions. And I'm listening to Gary's story. And I just blown away what you've been able to accomplish, Gary. And, and I wanted to get you on the podcast because you've, you really have taken so, so many of the life lessons um, that you've had that uh, we all share. Uh, certainly, nobody gets out of life unscarred. I, I don't know if we roll up our sleeves, there's scars probably everywhere on all this. Uh, but you've really accomplished some amazing things. And before we kind of go into those entrepreneurial lessons, what I'd love to get is a little bit of the backstory. How did you get to where you are today to, you know, being really, uh, being a major player in tourism, real estate in the, the UK? Okay, John, uh, probably started back quickly, if I just go quite a long way back. I wanted to be a soccer player. That was my dream. Uh, I didn't quite make it. I played semi-professional soccer for some time. But having not made the soccer, I went and studied sport at college. And the logical progression was to manage sports facilities, golf, fitness, sports centers. Uh, and I did that. The challenge with that is my character is entrepreneurial, and that was working with a government agency. They, they owned these facilities, and the bureaucracy and the challenges with that were mind-blowing to me, very frustrating. So in the end, I got so frustrated, I just walked out the door. Um, my wife wasn't too impressed with that, but uh, I had two kids at the time, and I set up my own property company. Uh, I'm so glad I did. I learned a hell of a lot of lessons, life lessons. Probably the biggest life lesson was I was always scrimping and saving, acquiring properties, refurbishing them, selling them, and renting them. So I got an investor on board, uh, probably a little bit too trusting I was back then, and he fleeced me. Uh, took me clean out, uh, all my money had gone, uh, and I was in a bit of trouble with two kids and a, and a frustrated wife as well. So I had to find a job. I even had to hire a car to go to the uh, interview. It was that desperate. Anyway, I got the job uh, for a company called the Camping and Caravanning Club. I thought I'd be there for a very short period of time and then uh, get back on my feet again. But I found I quite enjoyed it. I turned them around. They were losing money at the time, and I turned them to quite a profit. 
And while I was with them, uh, an opportunity came along for Forest Holidays, which was a government company uh, running uh, a few campsites and some cabin sites. They're running them quite badly and they wanted a, a trusted partner. And the deal with the Camping and Caravaning Club and myself was I would sort out the camping and caravaning sites for them and package them for them and I would take the highly risky cabin business. And that's what I did. So, so give there's me a, the backstory. Well, yeah, no, I mean, this is, you know, it's kind of, you know, we, we learn lessons along the way. Just about probably everyone that's uh, with us, Gary, on this has raised money along the way. And, you know, and, and when you, and if you haven't raised money, you definitely will go in a little deeper on that. You've got to be careful of trust. You know, the, the financial partners along yeah. the way can be, uh, can sink or swim, you know, great businesses. Um, and having the right financial and ideally a strategic partner can make all the difference. And these life lessons, I mean, life, you know, we start out going one way and then, uh, you know, lo and behold, we're going the other way. And, and the market forces told us, but you know, you ended up, you know, in the forest holiday, uh, it's a, maybe describe it a little bit more. You know, I'm thinking campsites, uh, you know, my idea camp, I used to love backpacking, climbing the mountains, uh, spending, you know, going hiking. I'm in California, Northern California. So Yosemite, I, I, I love jogging trails and all that. Uh, but my idea at the end of the day is to stay at the Four Seasons type thing and, yeah. and, and not. And so how campy are they? And then the, the lodges as well. Okay. And you know, what kind Good of point. business did they look like here? And, you know, because you've transformed. I, mean, I want to kind of go a little bit. You know, we're almost running at, you know, your, the revenue on the business now is uh, approaching 30 million of uh, pounds. And I mean, you know, that's a lot of money uh, for campsites and so are the uh, uh, lodges. And so give me an idea how this all came about. Okay, the, the lodges, or we call them cabins, are really high quality. So it is, a, you could argue it's a soft form of camping. They're in lovely, stunning locations in a forest setting. Some of the trees even go through the balcony. You know, they're that close. But the quality, the internal fixtures and fittings, you know, they're underfloor heating, hot tubs, nice vaulted yeah. ceilings. I'm going to go ahead, that. Gary, and put up just one. Uh, this is the first picture on your website, the Golden Oak Treehouse. I look at this and I go, yes. you know, this is, I, I might be able to rough it. I, I'm not sure, you know, this kind of setting. So uh, there's some pretty nice yeah. properties. There are. And... and We've got one in Sherwood Forest, which I'm sure some of your listeners will, uh, will know. And in fact, I've even got Dan coming to Sherwood Forest in May 2015. Uh, but yeah, they are quite, uh, they're very high quality. So you can go out and do your walking, your cycling uh, across the forest, but you come back to a nice warm cabin that you can use 52 weeks of the year. We rent them out to customers for short-term rentals, so either a three-day or a four-day break in a week. So short breaks in, in the UK are very popular because people are quite stressed running around the country doing their jobs. They want to spend quite, they'll do multiple short breaks in a year. Well, and help me out now, Gary. I mean, you know, I, I've done a few projects with the government along the way, our, uh, the U.S. and state and so on. And, and you know, working with large bureaucracy, I'm imagining the pictures that I see on your website, and we'll, we'll give the references to that in a little bit. Uh, but they're pretty nice properties and you're in a whole yeah. bunch of locations 
Uh, is that what you walked into? I mean, what did it look like when you walked in? Oh, that's <laughs> yeah, it was pretty, uh, everything was wrong when we walked in. So the accommodation was wrong. It was a dormitory style, very cold. There was no ensuite. The, the, the whole team, I ended up bringing, it was actually based in Edinburgh, uh, and I brought down only one part-time reservation agent. So there's me and one other person when we started. Mm -hmm. Everyone else either didn't want to move, they were on maternity leave, sickness or whatever. So uh, there wasn't much going for it. It was losing money. Uh, the IT system was about to be turned off. We really had to start from scratch. So that, in some respects, was a positive because you can just put your own stamp on that. So you can recruit the right people, you can put the right design to the cabins and put the sales and marketing, the operational plan together. So we basically started from scratch. It was about turning over about 300,000 and losing, losing several thousand a year. Well, yeah, so I mean, you know, so a lot of people look at that and uh, they might not see the opportunity. You saw the opportunity and yes. you know, how, how do you take, because I mean, I'm thinking, you know, following your story, you had really not a lot of capital yourself. You know, you've yep. got this business and you've got to turn around. There's not capital. The tech side is about ready to be turned off. You got one reservation agent. Um, yeah. And yeah, I'm, I'm going, that's, you know, a lot of vision. It doesn't sound like that uh, great a project. And I, you know, and I, I know, uh, I mean, looking at what you've accomplished, it's amazing. How, how did you get from there to here? I think, uh, a lot of energy, a lot of will and vision, as you've described. Uh, the commercial um, sort of drivers were particularly, we borrowed from the bank, obviously. That was the, you know, the assets were there to leverage off the bank. But you can only go so far with that. So what the opportunity was, was to change cabins quickly and drive the revenue and do the sales and marketing job on it, really. And we did that quite successfully, whilst developing the campsites on the other side to gift wrap to the camping and camping club. So we ran both for a while. One helped the other. So some of the camping revenues, which were pure campsites, helped the cabin sites. And then when we parted company, we had enough uh, success, if you like, to get the investment from the bank to start. We had, we had about uh, 100-odd cabins at that time. I think the company now is 620 cabins. So we had three sites with just around about 100. We've now got nine sites with about 600 cabins. So we've taken the bank with us. I think one of the biggest challenges that we found is, is raising money in 2007, which is one of the worst times in the history of the world to raise money. And I probably, well, before coming to Forest Holidays, I'd only ever raised my own mortgage. Well, now, yeah, you picked the worst. I mean, 2008, 2009, it's just coming at you. It's... Oh. Uh, you know, in the States, yeah, around the world. Absolutely. This is one of those things we all shared. Absolutely. We all shared it. It was incredibly challenging. We had a great product. I'd proven it to a point, but the banks were going, this is too risky. The equity investors were all running for the hills. So there wasn't much appetite for a build strategy, particularly a build strategy. So I went through just about the whole of London, uh, up and down the pavements, trying to persuade people we actually found one. I think one of the key messages I would give is never give up because, and I'm not exaggerating at 100, it would have been that if not more. And we ended up finding somebody who was a property investor who did what they call a sale and lease back in the UK. So we sold them the land, 125 year lease, 
and then they leased it back to us to operate. And uh, that was the first one. That was our first large site, a place called the Forest of Dean. And we built 76 cabins in there, and that was a roaring success. Over 90% full from year one. All the revenues were spectacularly outperformed what we said we were going to do. So that was great. But we still needed an equity, a big equity investor, really. Somebody who was going to take, because each site fully developed is about 10 million cost. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we, the bank debt wasn't enough. So we had to find that equity investor. We went through again another raft. Uh, we, had, we were trailed by one company who took us for 12 months down to the line and then they just dropped us at the last minute. We even found them the bank debt and they dropped us, which was very disappointing. You've got to do a lot of soul searching, a lot of brainstorming with your team. But we turned it around by uh, going back to the sale and leaseback company so they'd do the next one. So they did Sherwood, actually. Sherwood Forest was a sale, another sale and leaseback with the same company. They'd stuck in 11 million each time. And that took us a little bit further. And then eventually, in 2012, we found the equity investor as well and put a big package together over you know, many millions to allow us to grow quickly, rapidly, and get the product where we wanted it to be. Now, the last is, two or three years has really gone mad. Well, and it's, you know, this is, I mean, when we think, you know, 300,000 of revenue, kind of the starting and going, you know, approaching 30 million, and uh, you're in a capital intense business. I mean, it's, uh, yeah. you know, there, there is a lot of capital. And, you know, I, I want to dive into each of these areas, the financial side, the construction side, and the marketing, because as entrepreneurs, you know, not everybody's going to have the construction side, but we all have the capital issues. Um, you know, so, some of us are more, you know, in my, my businesses and financial services, and, and it's really, you know, very, it's not that capital intense, but it is uh, for so many of the businesses. And, and raising capital is something that most people don't do. They don't do, and when they do, they don't do well. They, go, they learn a lot of lessons. And and yeah. how did you, you know, the sales lease back, I mean, it's a fairly common transaction, but it's not really traditional. Uh, you know, we all want to get the equity investment or yeah. we want to get debt from a bank or, you know, we might have a private investor show up in some kind of preferred offering. How, how did you work through to identify it was, you know, that as a vehicle that you could use during the, the financial kind of growing the business, but also the distress that was going on around the world. <laughs> really challenging. I, I think, number one, a lot of brainstorming. A lot of brainstorming with some bright people. I think you've got to also trust. I probably set three people off on a percentage. Mm -hmm. So, in other words, intermediaries. You know, yep. I don't know. I, as I say, I didn't know the financial market. I've learned a lot now. So, I needed to find people I relatively trust because I wouldn't trust everybody in, the, in that market but set them off on a percentage so whatever you raise you get a percentage of off you go in different areas so the sale and leaseback route the bank route and the equity route set people off because we were pretty desperate couldn't go just myself we had to go in many different areas so that was number one using intermediaries and finding ones that you trust are challenging but you just got to use your own judgment mm -hmm. I think the other key thing that investors do in a very big way is back management. So who's leading this and who's the management team and do you back them and do you trust them? And I think that takes a bit of uh, work uh, and some guile and some courageous moves. You know, you've got to put your own money in as well and back it. So they want to see, you know, your investment as well as their investment. And you've got a solid plan. And I've got a lot of belief and I think it comes over. 
no, when you when you're in front of people. So I'd say that's that even more thing. critical as a senior team. I'm in Silicon Valley, and that's it. Um, yeah, it is. You know, it's just it is totally it. And then you know, obviously, you got to have uh, they have to have some kind of collateral or assets yeah. and so on. And but it's got to be all dressed up neatly. Let's let's yeah. go on to you know the construction side because you weren't proven in the beginning, Gary. You know it's. You know, and boy, you know, everyone, entrepreneur, anybody that could potentially even look over a shoulder of an entrepreneur and watch this has had some construction uh, challenges along the way. I built uh, a, a couple office buildings and uh, uh, homes along the way. And yep. and I've learned a lot. I, I don't do real estate now, but <laughs> yeah. How, what were some of the lessons? You know, you're doing the financial side, you know, getting yep. capital, going to build all this stuff. Then you got to get uh, builders to work with you, and then you've got to get the marketing. So I want to go to marketing next, but give me a little bit of how did you make this work on the building side? Well, I looked at the, the UK building industry is full of legal cases. Uh, very often the projects are late. Uh, very often they're uh, overspent. And so I wanted to set something up differently. Uh, so I first of all started and I recruited a gentleman who was out of the automotive industry, a chartered engineer mm -hmm. who was not in the construction industry, which was my number one priority. So I got hold of him. Uh, we then set about a strategy that brought rather than the adversarial relationship between a contractor and the business, us, we actually put them on the same side. So we didn't do a tender. Or how do you say tender in, in the U.S.? It's sort of yeah. putting it out? Yeah, putting it out to bid is usually the term. Like putting or it out to bid. Yeah, we, we didn't do that because our experience of that is people either get it too thin or they get break even. And then they, over the life of the project, they find ways of getting more profit. So you're not on the same side. So one of the things we did was we used a QS to value the project where we knew roughly where it was. And we use uh, contractors to bid for each package. And we put that package together. Um, and so the contractor was on our side. We'd protect their profit. So we'd say, look, preliminaries, so your setup costs and your accommodation costs are fixed. And we'll give you a 5 or 6% profit on the, on the job. Which, so they got comfortable with that. And we said, together, let's go after the other 95% costs. And my God, have we got value for money in our buildings. We, we build probably... 25 similar product 25 percent cheaper than anybody else and we're never late and the quality always improves because we've set that relationship well and the beauty for the contractor is if he gets it right he gets the next job yeah. if he doesn't get it right obviously he doesn't well, so there's I, a bit of continuity it's so powerful what you're doing i mean you're bringing people on the same side of the table with you and and partnering and making clear how your partners and then and this is why it's so important to have a growing business because you know, you, yeah. you, you're, uh, you know, having, you know, the success, they're building these nice properties and they can go, uh, they can go to the cabins and they can say, okay, if Gary and I have a good relationship, there's more yeah. business. And, uh, and that's Absolutely. huge. One of the, one of the great things we do as well is when we've opened a site, just before the customers come, we have what we call a soft launch. So we invite the builders to stay in the cabins with their families. Now that is brilliant because <laughs> A, they're so proud. Uh, uh, yeah, no, I love that. That's you fantastic. You can imagine. You can absolutely imagine. They yeah. go, this is where I've been for the last 40 weeks, wife and kids. I'm proud of this. I built it. And we have a few celebrations, a few drinks. But also, it gets the cabin in good order for the customer. 
Yeah, no. So it's, it's a good one. I, I've actually done that one too, and it's very important to do. Uh, and and yeah. it's fun too. And then they, it you is know, fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's fun for everyone. It's a partnership. So we've taken care of the financial, the construction. Let's go to the marketing part because, you know, I, I remember you're, you and Dan Sullivan were joking about Sherwood Forest. You know, you know, as an American, I have spent a fair amount of time in the UK. Uh, I've never thought of, uh, you know, camping out. That's what Dan said initially in Sherwood Forest. And, uh, uh, you know, so I'm li you know, listening. I, I think I was in the crowd with you. And it was just, it was kind of funny. And I, I think of UK, you know, I love London. I mean, it's a great country. I mean, and, you know, Scotland, Ireland, parents are from Wales. And I mean, so got a lot going over there. But I don't think, you know, the weather doesn't feel like it's going to be, you know, I'm in California now, and I grew up in upstate yeah. New York, so the weather wasn't very good there. But the, uh, I, I just don't, you know, I think it's a, for me, it felt like it might be a hard uh, project to market. But boy, I mean, when I look at the success, so I want to hear how did you, you know, you're, you're struggling with the finance, the construction, you got to, this is one thing all of us as entrepreneurs, we've got to do it all well, you know, the whole time. And you mentioned early, never give up. I mean, Boy, you could give up along the way pretty easily on this. H how did you get the marketing working, Gary? Well, again, I think recruitment is key. But just before we go into recruitment, I think you've got to look at the marketplace. And one of the, what we worked out was there were some key drivers in the UK tourism market. One was lots of short breaks. People were getting stressed uh, in their jobs. We're aiming at professional people because they're high quality mm -hmm. cabins. So professionals are traveling around in awful traffic. They're stressed, they're working long hours. What they want to do, they're not spending enough time with their partner or their family. Mm -hmm. So when they have a short break, they want to spend all their time with them. And the UK offering at the time was everyone splits up. So dad goes in the bar, mom goes and has a massage, the kids go and play archery or something. We brought them together. So in our cabins, it's very important that they, they go in the hot tub together. We even put Scrabble on the table. They can watch movies. It's uh, underfloor heating, nice warm just talk together so we're going against that sort of um electronic market back yeah. to real nature so that was a real key driver so to get that message out to well oh, gary let me stop you did you get that message first was that the first message because i i'll bring up the website in a little bit and there's yeah these i mean it's it looks like it's a cold winter day out but the couple is in the hot tub and it's just uh, with yeah. a family and it's you know it's it's clearly a family marketing so i mean I, the message is loud and clear did you get that right away that that was the solution yeah we did yeah we did we we sort of looked at the marketing stats and, and what was happening in the marketplace so we positioned the company to take advantage of those trends yeah, uh, it, the short breaks and, and everything is well because you're away, yeah because so. you're close by you're definitely um i'm not sure you're offering wi-fi inside the cabins uh, we are we are. <laughs> are you okay i wondered no, if you would or not do, yeah we got it. yeah so you so you i mean so you can bring the city life but you know, you're yeah. getting away and uh, so how did you get that message out Mainly everything driven through the web. You've got to get sophisticated on the web. All the marketing. Ninety. We did a one partnership with a company called Wyndham Worldwide. Mm -hmm. They own a company called Host, Host Seasons in, in the UK, and we partnered with them. But everything else is done on our own website and our own brochures. So there's some quite sophisticated. We've got an e-commerce team uh, and a whole range of other sort of strategies and links up. 
in terms of drive people to our website and do SEO, PPC, all these little tactics to drive people there. So it's been organic growth via the web. But again, my secret is recruit someone better than me. I knew a little, but not much. Get an expert in, one of the senior directors who understands this, reward them, give them clear objectives. And my big thing is give them freedom to achieve. Don't micromanage them. Let them grow. If they're the right people, they'll grow and deliver what your objectives are. No, make and them it, feel part of the team. Well, and it, it's so important to have. I mean, I don't know, Gary, did, did you have a marketing background? You know, and pretty, a little bit. I've done a bit, but not much. Yeah, and digital marketing, probably. If, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, nobody had a background in the beginning. <laughs> no. and, 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 the, and the brightest are 25 and under now. Yeah, and, and so I, I'll tell you, and, and we both use digital marketing an awful lot. I, you know, marketing automation, conversational market, whatever you want to call it. And it's just, it's an amazing tool for us as entrepreneurs. And, you know, no matter what size your business, you can do it very cost effectively. And I mean, and really drive right to your marketplace. And the, what I love is you can trust the people that you're working with um, in marketing more than a lot of other areas because the, the reports that you can get, the, the, you know, the, the, uh, for the spend, you know, it used to be in marketing, we kind of shoot things up and hope it works, you know, and now we know exactly, you know, the response rates, the organic traffic, the paid traffic and so on. So it's, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. And it's quite, it's very sophisticated. So that's how we've driven it really. Yeah, now that's great. Now let, let's go, you know, you've been, uh, I mean, you've built a phenomenal business. I mean, you, it, one of the key things that I'm walking away is, you know, how this is, Gary, when we're at Strategic Coach, you're the only guy, and this is a group of very successful entrepreneurs uh, that use Strategic Coach, Dan Sullivan, and, and you're the only one doing this, though, uh, to my knowledge, you know, building cabins and forests and building it into business. And, you know, you, you started the story on the soccer, and now where we are, you know, how, how did you, you know, thinking differently through these troubled times and to build the business and I mean, I, I see you, you look relaxed, you're, you're having fun. You know. how, how did that happen? Uh, I, well, I don't know how, what, what your own makeup is, but I think one of the things that uh, sort of lit me up, if you like, quite early on was personal development. Uh, the Jim Rowans, the Anthony Robbins, uh, they struck me with a lightning bolt. Uh, I just thought they, everything they were talking, Jim Rowan in particular, everything he talked about, just turned me on, I suddenly got it. And I, one of his sayings is work harder on yourself than the business mm -hmm. or harder than your job. And, and I've done quite a lot of that. I understand myself, I understand what my strengths and weaknesses are. I believe, because I'm awful at organ personal organization, and I, I understand the numbers and drive the commercials and, and all the rhetoric, but I need a finance guy. So a PA and a finance guy, and I'm, I'm in heaven. I, could, I think I can take on the world, um, and probably have, uh, well, certainly the UK. So I can drive through anything. You can find a solution if you keep at it and have a good team of people around you because you bounce ideas. You can't do it all on your own. In fact, all the success I've had, I'd put down to the team. Yeah, you know, it's there, there, nobody there creates it. anything material on their own. You've got to have a great team yeah. around you. I mean, the most successful Absolutely. people, a lot of times there's a leader that gets you know, a lion's share of the credit, but it's really the team. And you know, finding that unique ability that we each have yeah. and, and, and investing in ourselves. That's why we both know each other. We're in, yeah. in matter of fact, we're about ready to go uh, 
to Peter Diamandis' Abundance 360, you know, another mastermind yeah. group to see what the future brings because none of us are stopping here. And this is, you know, AES Nation really is a virtual mastermind. And I'm, I'm, I'm bringing Gary, you know, all kind of my good friends from the mastermind groups because we want to share insights. And I'd love to go to the next segment and we call it the Book of the Day. And I'd love to get your recommendation. You, you had a book that I love the title. Uh, and I haven't read, but I just ordered a second ago. Uh, but let, uh, tell me a little bit about it. Well, my book recommendation, which I'm passionate about, is The Magic of Thinking Big. And I think it's, it's the heart of all entrepreneurs, I think. Everyone likes to think big, take on the world, bigger, better, more success, more, more finances. Uh, and this book epitomizes it to me. I think it really hit me, and, and it's the one I recommend I've, I've got for my kids and my friends and my family, because it just puts it in. I think the, on the front cover it says, acquire the secrets of success, achieve everything you've always wanted. You know, and the chapters, if I, I've, got a, I've got a copy here just to sort of, if you look at the contents, I probably need my glasses, excuse me. Yeah. Uh, the, the contents are, believe you can succeed and you will, this is my favorite chapter, Cure Yourself of, of Excusitis, the <laughs> Failure Disease. <laughs> Build confidence and destroy fear, how to think big, how to think and dream creatively. And they, it's a very practical book, so it gives you very real uh, examples of how to do it as well. So uh, yeah, that's, that's great. definitely my recommendation. I will look forward to my flight down and uh, get started on this here. And yeah, because one of the biggest challenges for entrepreneurs is thinking big. I mean, we get caught up in our businesses and we don't see the world around us. And, you know, and if we, you know, you've been great at seeing the marketplace and what you needed to do and finding those strategic partners. And we, all of us as entrepreneurs and, you know, as you're, whether you're listening to this or watching the video podcast, I mean, I want to encourage all of you to take that time to really think think bigger, paint that picture of possibilities, and then harness the team, you know, both internal and external to play with you to make that a reality. Yeah. Let's, go, let's go to the next segment, which is the application of the day. And what would be the application you know, on your smartphone that you'd recommend for your fellow entrepreneurs? Well, I think this one's uh, been really useful for me Again, entrepreneurs are always looking to bigger, better, always looking for more money and striving. But often, and I found this in myself, that you don't actually recognize what you've achieved and what you're grateful for today. So it's an app called Gratitude. And all it does is ask you for three simple or five things you're grateful for today. And that can be whether you're walking your dog, your family, or certain things in business, the weather, whatever it is, but it puts you in the right frame of mind to start the day, which is, I'm grateful for what I've got, actually. I'm healthy, I'm alive, I've got a good family, I've done success, and it puts you in the right mood to go and do some more in the right way, and more now, relaxed. And, and I, yeah, Gary, you and I are both big believers in this. I, I think I, I start every day, too, with three, I use a different tool, um, uh, but, uh, the five-minute journal, but they're you know they're very similar. And Dan's got the win streak, but but each of yeah, us, that too. yeah, has to really think through gratitudes, win. There's so much we we're so privileged uh, to live in the world yeah. that we live, 
And to, when you have that positive attitude, positive focus, it's, it's amazing what you can accomplish. Let me go uh, to some resources as the next section. And what I, I want to put up is, uh, let me go to uh, Forest Holidays. And, and all the links will be on the website, but it's forestholidays.co.uk. And, you know, Gary, if any of the uh, uh, listeners or viewers want to come hang out with you, is this a good, it's a good place where they could check out the cabins and see everything? Absolutely. There's videos on there. You can see the cabin. You can do a virtual tour. You can see a bit of the forest. So, yeah, you, you should be able to get a good flavor that it's an upmarket offering, but actually you're in a lovely rural environment in a forest. Well, and then the other magical, actually. Well, and the other thing is you've, you've done a great job and written up uh, as a resource, an ebook on your experiences. And let me put that on the screen as well. And then why don't you share with us what's in the book? Well, I've, I was just explaining to you, John, I've stepped down as the CEO uh, November, uh, a couple of months back. And I wanted to uh, document how well the, uh, the team have achieved and what we've done over the years. So the title is Freedom to Achieve, how one team took forest holidays from ordinary to extraordinary. And uh, that's the title. So I've just documented some of the key elements of that about the teamwork and what we did and how we did it. Now, it's a short book. But. Well, it's great. And uh, you can get it by going, again, all the links will be at AESNation.com, but freedomtoachievebook.com. You know, this has been really good. Let me go into my key takeaways from our conversation today. You know, Gary, I'm looking at this and I got a whole bunch of notes and I'm just, I'm really amazed. I'm only amazed how many different ways there is to create value for our customers, our clients, and then do well by doing it. And, and I was intrigued when Dan said he was going to stay at your cabin in Sherwood Forest. I had to <laughs> learn a little bit more about it. And I really appreciate you sharing because, you know, I, I think you sum up the, that entrepreneurial drive that never give up. I mean, you've, you went through and in some of the most difficult markets, you raised money, you had to do it, you know, uh, not the clean way that we all want to do it. And, yeah. you know, we want the bank to just turn over money to us and we run and yeah. we'll pay you yeah. back. I mean, uh, <laughs> cool. yeah, you got to find a way to make these things yeah. happen. And, and this is where, you know, I want to talk to every one of the entrepreneurs, you out there, you know, so many of us do this alone. We get caught up on it, and and we're we're struggling with these issues. Uh, life intrudes. World, you know, we can have the best plan in the world to have 2008, 2009. Unless you were a bankruptcy attorney, it was not a good period. And so you've got to have not worry alone. You got to surround yourself with really talented people. But one of the biggest keys is never give up. Never give up on your dream. Second is to think differently. I mean, you know, we think of Apple, we think of other companies that have done that exceptionally well. You have. I mean, it would have been really easy to just keep it very modest and, you know, just, and, you know, you're, you've got good locations, you know, just kind of squeak out a living. Instead, you went big. You, 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 you know, you thought big. And, and, it's, and it's really driven a lot of success for you and your team as it should. And then, I think the thing, though, that I like the most, Gary, uh, that I didn't know about you is the team building. I mean, they, 
not only the team building that you surrounded yourself with really talented people and you know the expertise that you didn't have your own you know leveraging your own unique ability but you also did it through strategic partnerships and I, I want to encourage everyone you know we talked about financial construction and marketing whatever the major functions of your business are is to make sure that you have strategic partnerships so it's not a one-off you know somebody flies in to help you and then they're gone you want to surround yourself with talented people who are fellow entrepreneurs who are incentivized to create a bigger pie because it's going to be bigger for them as well. Yeah. Yeah. Gary, some great lessons. Uh, I appreciate and I look forward to seeing you next week at uh, Abundance 360. Yeah, will do. Thank you. Thank you, John. Well, in the meantime, everyone, your clients, your future clients, they're counting on you. Don't let them down. Make sure to take the lessons that Gary shared with us and make them yours. Wish you the best of success. Exceptional, remarkable breakthroughs. AESNation.com.